Hello friend, I am Maria and welcome to the Conversations with My Higher Self podcast. This show is about spirituality, consciousness, and the inner workings of the universe at large. My partner Sergey uses hypnosis to bring me into a deep theta state where I get a chance to connect with my higher self. He then interviews me to uncover a wealth of knowledge about higher realms, celestial beings, and various energetic practices. Enjoy! Today, I would like to talk to you about animal products and animal byproducts that people eat. Can you tell me, from the, I guess, spiritual perspective, why do people eat animals? <laughs> well, what a rhetoric question. Yeah. I guess we're starting on a high note today, huh? Yes. The current vibrations of planet Earth are predominantly in the red-orange spectrum. If Even if you think about the, the chakras, right? So it's, it's a very low-spectrum vibration. Um, because even the yellow chakra is not yet healthy with humans. We're, we're dealing with a lot of ego um, battles on planet Earth. Um, and even Jesus, right? Which is a great example of a heart chakra leader, is so many years and, and light years ahead of the rest of, of, of humanity. And yet he still was only projecting the heart center, which in the universal framework is quite low vibration so what this means is the rest of planet earth given that as a society so to say as a human family you haven't yet acquainted yourself and gotten comfortable even with the yellow vibration spectra, spectrum which is the solar plexus the day-to-day of humanity is very much in the red and the orange center right which are fairly low vibrations there's a lot of aggression there is there is a lot of fighting for resources there is a lot of game of survival um there is a lot of me versus them mentality which is the opposite of unity so from the spiritual perspective those low vibrations attract a certain kind of um food chain Right. So a humanity in those kinds of vibrations would feed itself accordingly because you would feed, you know, it's like like attracts like. Right. One of the laws of the universe. Humanity is not in its (laughs) uh, high dimensional, you know, fluffy state, so to say. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, Which, by the way, would be more in um, in line with pranic eating, you know, Hmm. Um, we're, that's not where humanity is because there's just so many layers. So when you ask why do people eat animal byproducts, it is a really, really great reflection of the state of humanity and the vibration of the human race at the moment on this planet. Hmm. That's why. So because you just mentioned pranic eating, uh, people are aware of this kind of I don't know how to call it, uh, way of eating. Yeah. Right? Does it mean that there was time in the past when people didn't eat meat? 
So, okay. Complicated. Because um, we cannot necessarily refer... Right now, humanity is very intermingled, so it's one world. Wasn't always the case, right? And depending on the different stages of life on this planet, not every race that was cultivated here could even be called human. So you're asking me to really, really overgeneralize. Oh, yeah. And by the way, before we even go to pranic eating, there's so much in between, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Obviously, there are, there are some concepts that you're very familiar with, um, such as being vegetarian, pescatarian. Um, if we go up that food chain, there is like liquid foods or being a fruitarian, right? right. And then there is pranic eating um, or, you know, eating through breathing also, which is kind of one and the same thing, but not really. I mean, they're uh-huh. borderline the same. Yeah. Um, and so there's like multiple layers between where humanity is today and, and that. So when you say did humanity in the past uh, a- as a whole eat prana, the answer is no, not on this planet. There were certain groups that have come from other planets, right? Mm-hmm. And settled here that had the DNA and had a habit of eating prana. Hmm. Right? Yeah. Life force energy. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. how they fed their bodies. But that's not something that they learned on this planet. And it was actually incredibly hard to practice and cultivate on this planet. Yeah. And that's why examples of something like that are far in, in between at, at this time. So humanity as, as a whole, if you will, right? Or the majority of the population of this planet were never there. They were never at that level. No. Got it. That makes sense. Okay. So we're going to get there. So basically, uh, um, right now people eat animal byproducts because they are on this level of vibration yes and it doesn't even match the level of like vegetables i guess in this case what would be the level for vegetables so full green heart like an open uh, heart center yeah uh when humanity finally as a whole conquers the heart center or the majority of humanity right like 51 percent that is when uh, humanity is going to be predominantly vegetarian and uh, by then, you know, looking back and looking at the time period where humanity was consuming meat is going to feel very barbaric. Hmm. In the same time, when you're like looking at movies from the Dark Ages and all of these public executions and a bunch of other things like that, that feel quite outdated, that's <laughs> how it's going to feel. It's going to feel like wrong and weird and strange in more ways than one. Hmm. Got it. I see what you mean. So basically, humanity is going to have to migrate and be 49 centered, 49% centered around the solar plexus, 51% centered around the heart. So it seems like this process is a kind of normal evolutionary process for humanity. Like you go from red to higher chakras. Is that kind of normal way of development for people in this case? Oh, yes and no. You're asking you're asking a very complicated question because a different uh, species um, start at different levels, right? So not everybody has to start from the very bottom. So the answer is it depends. Oh, you um, mean depends on the human, on the specific human? Or? No, humanity is just a humanoid form of species that exist on this planet. When 
when you're asking a question, what you probably mean is living organisms that inhibit each planet. For instance, if I was to take yeah. planet X from galaxy X, from universe X, um, and you know, the way I read your question is, does it mean that whoever, you know, when that planet is created, Ah, no, 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 no. So let's talk about humanity, because I guess there are some other planets where you don't have to start with red, for example. Absolutely. But yeah. Talking about humanity specifically, is it a normal way for humanity to develop, go from red to like higher chakras? Yes. Uh-huh. Got it. Okay. So it's kind of, this is the way it's planned. I would say this is the way it is, but not the way it's planned. Oh, so it was not planned this way. No, it's, um, I didn't say that. I just said that this is the way it is. Because this is also a planet of free will and free choice. So the collective free will of humans determines the path of the planet. That is part of the plan. Oh. That is what's planned. What's planned is that collective consciousness of humans is going to decide what is the next step. It wasn't planned for humanity to be stuck in the red for so long. Got it. Okay. So in this case, uh, you go from red to higher chakras. So on this journey, it seems like y you are in a position when you have to or you choose to eat animal products. Is there a contract between animals and people? animal style all right people you can eat us uh, because you're at this certain level for now not to the level and the degree that humans are consuming meat these days there was a certain contract but the sheer magnitude of how much meat humanity is consuming today goes it goes above and beyond anything that was ever agreed upon hmm right a, um, this particular um, humanity, if you will, the human, the humanoid type archetype um, that you're witnessing today, that's just like one of the experiments that has been held on Earth, right? So the Homo sapiens is just a species. There were others before. Mm -hmm. There was a contract between Homo sapiens' species and some of the animals because when the species was being created, it was known that it was going to be started off from the red chakra. And from that perspective, it was by design from the higher beings that created humanity. At that point in time, there was a contract created between some animal species that for a limited amount of time, as this new Homo sapiens race goes through development, they would consume meat products in certain exceptions you know if they must but to the extent extent that humanity is consuming meat today that goes above and beyond any contract hmm. so the answer to your question is no there is no current contract between um slaughter type animals right or domesticated type animals such as cows or pigs um to the extent that humanity is um using them today so as i understand there was some original contract uh and now people just over consume right and correct so does it mean that 
there is no contract right now or there is still some and w- what what does it mean like a contract between people and animals to have a contract it, it, it's not dissimilar to how you would have a contract with your higher self or anybody else really prior to incarnation a contract a sacred contract is an agreement that is made on an energetic level um, that determines how you like what's okay basically and what's not okay and like what's on your mission and what's not right so it would determine things uh, like why are you incarnating and what your role is going to be once you're in the body right so for instance if there is a contract between a particular a particular species and another species that contract could say what is their relationship to each other you know in this 3d reality what is their relationship meaning um there is a contract between humanity and dogs for instance and humanity and cats uh, as far as them being pets house animals right yeah there are certain guardrails of that contract for instance humanity chooses or commits to uh feeding these animals taking care of them you know catering to their needs and the animals give you know all these other things back such as love and devotion and protection etc etc depending on the animal and sometimes on the species overall uh but there's generally like a, a bigger species contract and sometimes it could be also an individual soul contract between a particular dog and a particular human on top of the overarching contract yeah and so basically that very much determines the energetic exchange the healthy quote-unquote energetic exchange that's supposed to happen between a human and an animal on planet earth in the incarnation right so right now there is no contract between for instance um chickens and humanity in a way that would ratify or justify the mass slaughter of these animals meaning chickens did not sign up for this or they i mean obviously when when the soul is incarnating as a chicken that they know that this is the state of the planet today yeah but in you know so for instance how do i explain this so if there existed a contract between chicken uh, species and human species for humanity to be able to sustain and survive off of chickens then for every chicken that would come here it would be their greatest honor to die so that they're eaten i'll i'll give you maybe maybe it'll start making sense to you so for instance if a carnivores in nature such as like the wild cats for instance they consume other animals right yeah they consume deer for instance right mm-hmm. antelopes all of these but there exists a sacred contract between them meaning when antelopes incarnate they know that it is a possibility that one day they're going to be eaten by a lion mm-hmm. because the lion is up the food chain and you know that is the flow of energy so an antelope by law is supposed to give her energy to the lion if she's chosen so to say for feeding yeah right and for the antelope it's actually not a bad thing to be eaten by a lion it's a great thing because she fulfills her destiny as weird as that sounds because it's part of the sacred contract it is does this make sense yeah it does so it's like it's like a killing but it's justified 
Right. Because also, it's not like clients have a choice. It's not like they, they can eat prana. So it seems like there was a contract at the time when people were gatherers and hunters, right? You kind of hunt. Correct. Your food. Correct. And you kind of appreciate it. And Correct. But also, a ritual, maybe. Yes, more as a ritual. And then people weren't stuffing their mouths with so much meat that, you know, they could move their bodies. Yeah. Everybody was fairly lean. Like, nobody was obese because of that. Hmm. You know, and meat was like far in between. Like sometimes you'd go months without eating meat. Hmm. Okay, that makes sense. So seems like there is no contract right now. Or is there still some kind of contract? So the uh, animal-human contracts that I'm seeing mm-hmm. are there is a contract with... So, and actually, that's kind of interesting. So looking at cows, for instance, there is no contract between humanity and cow species for the consumption of meat yeah there is no but there is a little bit of a contract between humanity and a portion of the cow species for milk yeah a portion Mm -hmm. yes but that milk is supposed to be um used for certain um you know generally very often it's for children you know, so like in, in certain parts of the human life. Yeah. So cows energetically are okay providing milk to the children. Now, of course, cows potentially are not okay with being abused in slaughterhouses. Right? That's a byproduct, and that's humanity mistreating that contract, which is a, a whole other can of worms. Um, there is a contract between bees and humanity, and bees and animal species for collecting honey and using that honey for healing as well as a natural source of sweetness right natural source of sugar yeah there are some minor contracts that i'm seeing at this time not for the whole humanity but there are some i would call them localized contracts between certain animal species and certain humans that are based on ancestral lineages like tribal yes tribal contracts some tribes have contracts with bears some tribes have contracts with eagles and that is mostly for protection that's not necessarily for eating but those are still contracts because that's the question that you asked yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. there are some tribal contracts that have uh, tribes that have contracts with snakes um scorpions um let me see more than eagles, you know, hawks, all, all types of birds of prey, actually, for what protection. About fish, like seafood. No, there is a contract, more so. Um, there, there is a contract between humanity and, and dolphins. If, if you consider dolphins fish, um, they're just a different breed of course because they're more extraterrestrial um species um to teach humanity a certain disposition um of love so um dolphins are actually in their heart center so they're able to project that heart 
energy into the ocean. And so very often if a human is swimming in the ocean or the sea and there are dolphins in the vicinity, it's kind of like swimming in this beautiful healing heart chakra energy. So that's the contract the dolphins have with humanity. But obviously not eating them. No, 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 of course not. No. <laughs> yeah. So one of the, you know how uh, there are a lot of people who live um, in where it's really cold, right? So mm -hmm. somewhere north. And uh, in many cases, they have to survive by eating meat. There are some contracts there, but they're going to be tribal contracts. These are tribal. Yeah. Same with, for example, fish. They have to. Yes. Um, yes. But uh, th those are very localized contracts. Mm -hmm. Very localized contracts. Yeah. Um, so for, you know, sometimes it might be with a particular type of goat that like the tribe has a contract with a particular type of goat. And that's the goat that their ancestors have been consuming for years. But that's also they never consume too much. You know, they only take as much as they need for survival. In that case, right, if there is no other food that the, these people could be consuming or very little, then that contract becomes a little bit more of the contract between an antelope and a lion. Mm -hmm. Then it is a survival type of situation. Yeah. Humans don't need to consume animal products to survive. What is the consequence for human uh, breaking this contract? Oh God, that is like a whole other can of soup because on the one hand, if say the majority of humanity subscribed to this contract and then there were only a few individuals that broke it, right? Yeah. Um, then the payback is really, really big. If the whole humanity stream, like what we were looking at is massive genocide of one species, one, uh, one to actually more than one species, right? Because humans eat quite a lot of different species on a daily basis. Right. And that is all a massive genocide. There is no difference between, um, like on an energetic level, it was kind of like the Germans killing the Jews. Like it's the same type of energy. And just because we're, you guys consider animals as a general rule, I'm not saying you personally, uh, as like a lower life stream doesn't make this mass murdering of these souls of these species not genocide yeah so on the one hand on the one hand if you were like the odd one out that payback would have been incredibly dense on the other hand like everything in life right um there is like the law and the principle of karma right and karma is all about give and take and uh, you reap what you saw so with these types of energetic exchanges, you are taking from nature and you are taking from another species what is not yours to take. What that species is not willing, willingly given to you, you're also, in essence, by eating them, you're preventing them from living their own soul contracts, right? Because if the cow didn't intend to be eaten, it intended to do something else with its life, right? Now you're preventing from that happening. So in, in the same way, it is like getting payback for murder on a karmic level. Yeah. That is what it is. So basically, now, and then you eat meat now, every uh, day and then it just... Yeah, and then it just gets uh, multiplies every time that you eat a dead animal. That's another karmic point. Hmm. Every time that 
you eat that animal, it's a new animal, it's a new life. It's a new stream of consciousness that you prevented from expressing itself the way it wanted to express itself. So yes, it adds up for sure. For mm. sure. And then there is always karmic payback. Not, not whether that's in this lifetime, next life, or in 10 lifetimes, nobody knows, right? It depends on when you're willing to untie the knot of this karma. But you're taking life force energy that does not belong to you and that d just did not want to be eaten in the first place. Now, there is a contract between pretty much most plant species and humanity so that humanity can consume them as food in whatever way humanity chooses. There is that sacred contract. So if humanity's ratios, rations, meaning what they eat, right, are heavily skewed towards meat products and are not skewed towards plant products, Whereas with animals, they don't have a contract. With plants, they do have a contract. They're breaking both of these contracts, not just one. Hmm. Because for plants, it is their greatest dream desire, fulfillment to sustain human life. It is a voluntary thing that they do for humanity. So by not you know, consuming that and consuming, consuming something else instead, humans are not enabling the plant kingdom to be as self-actualized as it could be hmm. that's very interesting oh sorry can i just uh finish one point yeah um do you remember how i mentioned that because the whole collective humanity right now is is, is in such low vibrations and it's actually a rule that this planet is a meat-eating planet your karmic payback is going to be um a little bit it's, it's going to be a smoother payback just because this is the norm and you're not just this odd one out hmm. because this is just like the, the way the reality is on this planet and that is the matrix that you were born in. There's right. still going to be payback for everybody. It's just less so compared to if everybody was a vegetarian and you were the only one that you know cho chose to kill animals. Oh, God. God. Yeah. I see. Yeah, yeah, which is why, I mean, right now, thankfully it's not customary for a human to kill another human so the payback for human death is infinitely infinitely more substantial than payback for animal death but it's not because one is less than the other it's because one is breaking so to say human law and the other one is not breaking any laws mm -hmm. that's the only reason yeah but it seems like this situation um happened not a long time ago right Overconsumption, uh because the industrialization and like all the slaughterhouses and yes. like all these things they are they've been accelerating right yes maybe for 100 200 years right yeah about 100 years right so before that people were not breaking a contract humanity was supposed to be off meat about 1500 years ago 1500 years yeah. ago yeah, it was enough time. So they've been breaking a contract for 1500 years. <laughs> yeah, at least. Wow. Okay. Um, so that's that's one of the consequences, right? Uh, you you gain uh, some negative karma, right? <laughs> Every time you eat. You said it uh, so uh, almost dismissively, like, hey, just gain some negative karma. <laughs> I mean, it's not just negative karma, it's taking somebody's life. Right. right? Yes. 
Yes. Right. What if you are in the, in your next life incarnated as a chicken? Right. I'm not saying that that's going to be the case, but some some souls choose to do that, right? For them, their life is just as precious as your life is to you. Right. Right. Yeah, that's horrible, actually. Yes. Yeah, incredibly bad. But you see how people, they, f for them, it's kind of not a big deal. Because well, a lot of, of people. Of course, it's not a big deal because trust that's what I'm trying to, to explain to you. Because yeah. they're born into the matrix where this is normal. Yeah. And when. So that means that it has been normal for generations of their ancestors. That means it's in their blood, in their DNA, in their ancestral memory, in everything mm. that is in the air they breathe. That is literally a part of who they are. Because, yes, I mean, if, if you know, their ancestors were probably at, in the low vibrations, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So it, it's not even something that humanity questions that often. Because you don't question why there is the sun and why, why there is the moon. Not really. Yeah. You're like, oh, it's just how things are. So that's why humanity, well, I mean, now, thankfully, the vibrations are rising. So there are you know, more and more souls that are able and willing to take the jump to the next level. There is a lot more higher consciousness uh, type information coming through. Right. A lot more people channeling, a lot more people meditating, a lot more people being introspective about how they live and the choices that they want to make. A lot more people are thinking about and examining the things that make them happy and the things that don't, right? So there is definitely a movement, finally, to be done with the red and orange spectrum of energies and finally move into the yellow-green. Because they, they, yeah. they, they're kind of common twos, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so thankfully, that's what you're seeing. And you're going to see a lot more vegetarians down the road and a lot more vegans and a lot more people that are considering the liquid diet and the fruitarianism and uh, raw and all of that that's part of the rising vibration hmm. right now that is also when the one thing that i will say as much as we talk a lot about collective consciousness not every person is created equal not every soul is created equal different souls are going through their own personal experience while being in this collective soup that what that means though is that there is no really right answer for everybody yeah um it, which does not deny anything that I said prior, right? There is no contract still, no matter what I say here. But whereas for some people, consuming animal products, it, you know, wouldn't mess, quote unquote, with their mission. For others, it completely would, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you're meant to be in more creative energies as a human, um, meat is actually a very earthy type so there are like multiple different energetic issues with with meat one it's it's definitely the energy of suffering but it's also the energy that really brings you down to earth mm. not always in the best possible way so if you are i don't know working on a very manual job you would not necessarily see or feel that it's bad for your body Right. By the way, it's you know, you, you would probably not be in a very creative profession. Right. So mm. it's, it's fine for you, creative or spiritual or any of that. Right. Yeah. Um, for people that um, are OK with having some aggressive tendencies, like if you're a fighter or in sports, in uh, competitive sports, 
sometimes animal energy is helpful there. Now, that still does not change the fact that cows don't no want to be eaten. Contract. Yeah. <laughs> yes, cows just don't want to be eaten. You Thank you very much. Mess up your karma here. <laughs> Correct. Um, now, and, and, and then let's look at painters and let's look at dancers and let's look at writers and let's look at anybody who is, um, you know, uh, whose job is more of an intellectual nature. That is where you draw the line. That's where you really don't actually need meat. Because that means that you're ready to graduate to the next level for you as a person, for you as a soul, right? Mm. Yeah, so it's like another consequence, right? Correct. For this kind of person who has to evolve, right? And uh, be in this higher energies by consuming meat, you kind of... <laughs> well, you're just going to produce something that's low vibrational art, for instance, if you're an artist. I don't know if, uh, if you guys are true connoisseurs of modern art um i find it despicable i find it despicable because all of these meat-eating people go and create abstract art which actually one thing i'll tell you about abstract art all it is is the m material um aspect of vibration basically they're just like um they're trying to take the vibrations and put them on canvas right so for me just like envisioning humanity spending so much time in these museums of modern art that is all very low vibrational art because people who are consuming meat cannot produce high vibrational art it's very very hard hmm. it's people who start being mindful about what they eat and what they put in their body where they live how they spend their time what vibrations and frequencies they're on that are able to create high vibrational art that's really good to be around that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Okay, what about uh, health? Uh, are there any consequences um, for your health? Yes, I mean, of course. Um, I mean, generally speaking, even if you look at, um, at nature, um, carnivores that consume a lot of animal flesh don't tend to live long. You know, they have shorter lifespans. Hmm. So um, some of the longest living animals on the planet are herbivores, right? So it does shorten your lifespan. It increases your blood pressure, right? All of this cholesterol, it's all animal byproducts. So it really clogs your, it clogs, it clogs your body. It stuffs your body with stuff that your body just cannot evacuate fast enough. It would be able to, by the way, if you didn't eat meat all the time. If you ate meat like, I don't know, once every two, three weeks, your body would have enough resources. Your body does have enough resources to be able to extract, expel, you know, remove all of the poison <laughs> that you're eating. Yeah. Because an animal that doesn't want to be eaten is not going to come with high vibrations. No, it's it's something like because when they're eaten in, in that moment, not only do they experience pain, but they experience immense disappointment because their life is taken and that was never their purpose. So it is heartbreaking for them in that moment. It breaks our heart. So you're consuming that energy and then you are consuming it three times a day or even if you once a day is too much too too many uh, times. Yeah. And then your body just doesn't have enough 
in between consumption, like one meat product versus the next meat product, to be able to evacuate all of the poisons that you know are in inside of your body. So a lot of people tell that meat is good for your health. The argument is really simple. Like humans need protein, right? Because you need protein for all kinds of things from growth to having vitality to having strong muscles to, um, you know, your, for your cells to regenerate. And that, by the way, is true. People do need protein. But it's not animal protein per se. Plant protein works just as well, if not better. They also tell that there are some vitamins in fish or seafood and meat that you cannot get from plants. Whatever vitamin you could possibly need exists in the uh, plant kingdom. It's just it's one of those um, one of those things that is very well forgotten. Uh, and one of those, um, you know, ancestral type of learnings and ancestral knowledge that it wasn't in the best interest for like meat producers, for instance, to even keep it alive. So what has happened is a couple of things with, with humanity. First, there has been, I don't think it, it'll come as a surprise to you, right? But planet Earth is going through a, a very massive extinction crisis across all levels of species. So animal animals are dying out and plants are dying out. So you have a lot fewer plants today than even a hundred years ago. A lot fewer plants today than a thousand years ago. Yeah. So some plants that, you know, were very plentiful and ample in the past that could have given you this vitamins are extinct now. Right. And when I was talking to you about the science, um, what's interesting is there are some combination of plants where one plus one equals 10. So if you eat one and the other together, you know, they would really play very well with each other and they could nourish you in more ways than each of them can do individually. That knowledge is very well forgotten oh. and cannot even be traced on the biological level anymore. Because, um, you know, for instance, very often, like, uh, those are kind of like symbiotic plants, right? And they would come, like, in duos. Like, uh, people of the old could always consume them in duos. Now, if one of them died out, you would never know that together they were magic. Yeah. You'd never know. Huh. So part of it is also the massive extinction crisis of species. But even with the plants that are alive today... Yeah. You could get everything that you could possibly need. From the plant kingdom. Yes. It's yeah. a little harder than before, yeah. but it is still possible. A little harder. I know that also people sometimes, um, they tell, okay, I'm not going to eat meat, but I'm going to eat fish. Or I'm not going to eat fish, I'm going to eat insects. You know, yeah, r red meat is definitely one of the wor worst culprits. So it's more about the organization of the animal, you know, kind of like how sophisticated it is um, and, and how much, quote unquote, consciousness it has. Right. Hmm. So a lot of it is based on that. And that is how that gradation is actually not that wrong. Right. Yeah. So you're better off first giving up red meat than chicken, than fish. 
right? And, and fish and kind of shellfish, they're in, in the same bucket. They're like very similar yeah. vibrationally, right? Huh. But the, you know, the organization of like land animals arguably is more complex than marine animals. Now, of course, when, when I say marine animals, I don't mean, um, I'm only referring to things humanity actually consumes. Thankfully, humanity doesn't eat dolphins, sharks, <laughs> and you know all these other animals that are quite complex. So that's why it's 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 true in this case. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. So um, I just wanted to talk quickly about byproducts, um, animal byproducts. You mentioned that actually uh, honey is there is a contract, right? Uh, between bees and but uh, honey is not an animal byproduct it's a plant product i'm sorry yes it's pollen of plants yes and uh, honey uh, honey bees have a contract to gather and deliver it to humanity in a way that's consumable to humanity because hu humans are not able to go flower to flower collecting pollen <laughs> right because <laughs> it's too micro for them for us you know the, the only thing that is bad i know that for example uh, vegans they don't consume honey mm -hmm. because of how it's harvested yes because everything that becomes industrialized really gets polluted in more ways than one it gets twisted from its original concept and from its original core yeah thought and even oh god there's just so many things about like how they take so like honey is only helpful to humanity when it's life quote-unquote honey there's Not like living honey yeah there's like living honey and then there's dead honey yeah i hate to break it to you but most honey on even like locally harvested honey is dead honey like that you can buy in the united states today really i don't out unless you know exactly um you know how this whole process of, of honey collecting happens or unless you own your own beehive, it's really, really hard for you to trust that the honey that you're consuming is actually alive, living, healthy honey. Hmm. What about honeycombs? Oh God, there is there is ways to make those dead as well, unfortunately. Yeah. Like feeding bees with sugar. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's one, for instance. Yeah. Where, you know, where then that definitely becomes an animal product. Yeah. Because the um, flower of the flower is not a part of that chain anymore. Yeah. Right. So the reason honey in its life, a life form is so healthy for humans, it's because it's a gift from the plant kingdom yet again. Right. Mm. Oh, you mean the, and the bee it just connects to yes. kingdoms? Yes. It connects the dots. Mm. It's like a delivery mechanism. Yeah. It's like a postman that delivers you mail and it's a, this great gift from the plant kingdom but when you remove the plant kingdom it's a, it, it stops being a gift of anything yeah and what about what about um dairy products and eggs what about them um is there any contract you mentioned that for example some cows they have some contracts to feed children, for example. Yes. Um, and if it's industrialized, then no, it's no like everything that's no contract. Yeah, everything that is the like 
you know all the cheeses yeah all the yogurts even the ice cream all of that that is in above and beyond the contract the way it stands today hmm. that is yet another means how humanity is mistreating this wonderful animal so even for example you have your own cow and you are just keeping it for milk for so yourself. Uh, do you remember how I told you initially that sometimes there is an individual contract between a particular animal and a particular family? Yes. That is the only way where that is incorrect. So can it be that a cow, a particular cow, came into a particular family somewhere in the countryside to feed the people in that family? Yes. But that is a contract that this particular cow made with that particular family, not cows as a species. Right. Because when you think about the industrial production of milk and dairy products, it is a collective. You're talking about a collective contract, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Because these cows are producing for an amorphous mass of humans that they would never, quote unquote, meet. Because actually having a cow in your in your um you know, as a family, like a farmer or something would have a cow. That is an energetic exchange between that human and that animal. So from that regard, in that regard, it becomes a pet mentality, yeah. Yeah. right? So the human feeds the cow, you know, takes care of the cow, makes sure that the cow has is warm and, you know, she has a place to live, etc. And then the cow feeds it back. Now, where these contracts get broken is the moment that the humans choose to murder the cow for meat for the most part wait a second or maybe sell its milk <laughs> no sell the milk could be fine yeah that could still be a contract oh. now there and again like i'm over generalizing here but as a general rule even when a particular cow has a contract with a particular family that co contract doesn't go as far as you can murder me and eat oh, of me of course no yeah not to that extent hmm. not to that extent however say that it's the middle of winter and you know i don't know the family doesn't have any food and unless they kill this cow that's it like the family of four dies mm -hmm. the contract could be rewritten meaning if in that moment the cow wants to sacrifice herself for that family to sustain life then there's not going to be karmic payback for that family but that is such a rare occasion yeah. I could not begin to tell you. It's one in a trillion. What about the, um, again, health benefits or like pros and cons? Because uh, there are some studies that tell, okay, dairy is good, dairy is bad, eggs are good, eggs are bad. Uh, like how do you navigate between this controversy in the scientific world? So dairy for anybody over 12 years old is not a healthy product to consume any form of of dairy is not a healthy product to consume so cheese yogurt any like of it kefir you know how yeah, it's like any of it fermented yeah 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 hmm. okay now it could be at, at best a neutral product at best but the reason you have so many lactose intolerant people is because humans are not supposed to consume um, dairy. Now, enough of them try to consume it that there is, you know, a little bit of a change of the DNA, but not enough so that it makes dairy helpful. 
it might make dairy neutral. Neutral. But, and, and that is concerned about milk, but of course milk is pasteurized, antibiotics, everything else. And then every time this becomes like a big, massive production, right? Do you know how like food is really, everything is as energy, right? Mm-hmm. And food, especially like milk and dairy being a liquid, right? All of the dairy products are made from milk, right? Yeah. Milk is a liquid, yeah. which means that a big chunk of it is water. And water is one of the substances that absorbs vibrations the best. Mm-hmm. So in, in this highly industrialized complex where these poor cows live, they don't truly a, feel cared by humans. So they feel like very much... Uh, left to their own devices and completely abused because a lot of them get separated from their um, children, right? Uh, from their families and they have families. A lot of them are depressed. And then, by the way, they're living, you know, um, and and there is a collective understanding and a collective memory for cows, for instance, of all the pain and suffering of all of your past and current um, uh, relatives, like all, all of your uh, ancestors. Yeah. Right. So they're holding that in their DNA. So it is not a very happy life. And as the cow gives that milk, that milk absorbs that vibration of how she's feeling or where she is energetically. And then on top of that, already not being a perfect substance, it gets infected and I'm not even worried about this word, with all types of other pasteurizing, the pasteurization and all of the chemicals that they need to put it to preserve milk, because you're not going to drink that milk overnight. That milk is going to be sitting on the shelf for like four weeks, right? So in order to preserve that thing, they put so many chemicals in it that not only is it really, really crazy vibrationally, it also has a bunch of harmful chemicals. So no, it, it's not really good for you. At most, it could be neutral and only, and I say neutral like with a big grain of salt. It's mm. only neutral when you don't consume enough of it because your body is able to go through that, all the byproducts, and remove them from your body before they have a chance to get harm, to give you harm. Mm. But if you consume it all the time, then your body cannot deal. Then all of a sudden it goes from potentially neutral product because the doses were neutral to something that could be extremely harmful. That makes sense. What what about eggs? It's an animal byproduct. It is. It it is the same exact situation where um, the well, it's it's actually even worse. It's her child. Yeah. People. Yeah, I know you don't think it's a chicken because it's liquid, but it is the child of this hen mother hen and you know she does not necessarily have a contract to give her children away at that rate at one point by the way um chickens did have a contract with humanity but it was more so on the individual level like hens would be happy to do that for a family that they know but not necessarily in the industrial in the industrial sense now so what you're saying right now is that there is no such a contract or still on some kind of level? No, individual. only individuals. Very individual. Individual contracts, yes. Yeah. So you're, you know, it's a massive mass murder of, of, of children of, of chickens. Yep. 
I'm pretty sure you wouldn't take too well to somebody who murdered your child. <laughs> I'm sure you wouldn't send them warm, fuzzy feelings. Yeah. Towards them and be like, sure, take some more. I'm going to give you all I have. No, that's insane. <laughs> of course it is. All right. So one last question um, is about meat that is grown in the lab. So right now, um, a lot of scientists, companies are working on a meat product that is grown in the lab. Um, is it better, neutral, worse? Yeah. What's meat in the lab? Well, it depends on which angle you're, you're looking at. So on some level, it is better because at least nobody had to die for it. So there's not going to be such a massive payback from the karmic perspective, right? You're not killing animals. You're not ingesting suffering. Yeah. You're not doing any of that. So big points for karma. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's better. However, any meat simulating substances mimic the vibrations of meat even without the um, energy of death these are still not the highest vibration and you would know exactly what i mean if you try to compare this impossible burger patty with an energy of an apple do you see how they're not even part of the same they're not even in the same vicinity together yeah it's a highly processed food exactly nothing not only is it highly processed but yeah they're they're putting because technically it's it's soy right and they're trying to um make it feel look taste like meat mm -hmm. um here's what i would say about these types of products it's better to consume animal substitutes animal product substitutes than to consume animal products it is probably a necessary evil and it is actually a really really great stepping stone for humanity to graduate from meat eating into the uh, plant-based diet because the only way that humanity can make that jump on mass is by substitution you cannot stop eating so you have to substitute one more detrimental product for something that's less detrimental from that perspective Beyond Burger and Possible Burger are the perfect stepping stone. So they are that, you know, outstretched hand that's going to try to help humanity out a little bit. And that's why it's actually a really, really good thing. Yeah. Now, depending on your level of vibrations, this is still a low vibrating product. Right. So you, if you're trying to raise your vibrations, I probably wouldn't eat Impossible Burgers on a day to day basis. You know, once in a while is fine. Also really great is a transition period because it's actually a lot easier for someone to transition from an impossible burger into a plant-based diet than to transition from an, an animal steak, a like a, a, a large piece of beef, into the uh, plant-based diet. Because right. there is less of a chasm. There is less of a gap. Hmm. So it's a stepping stone. That's why it's great. Got it. Now, what's not great is the amount of chemicals and all the other things that's in it, but, you know, you, 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 it, it's a lesser evil. Yeah. And by the way, one thing that's going to happen is um, plant-based um, meat substitutes are going to become more and more sophisticated as time goes by. You're going to get alternatives that are a lot cleaner. 
you're going to get alternatives that have less chemicals. So this is just the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. So this is going to be a very, very big market. This is going to be a hyper-growing market for the next 50 years. Hmm. So, um, you know, there's going to be substitutes for fish. There's going to be substitutes for shellfish. And they're going to get to such a quality that you, w you couldn't tell the difference. Right now, you still can. Yeah. Right now, you still can. But also, it's, it's kind of like minced. Um, so it's, it's not like a full, it's a, a full um, I don't know, like fake oyster, so to say, plant-based yeah. oyster. It's not yeah. to that level of degree yet, but it will be. It will happen. Because humanity needs a stepping stone. Yeah. But in this case, even um, a lab-grown meat is a stepping stone. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Uh, still bad if you want to increase your vibrations and get to yellow then higher chakras right now of course but i mean that's an overgeneralization right because it depends on your soul level like what do you actually right. belong but depends right? on your yeah. right, kind of mission and purpose correct yeah got it all right thank you so much yeah it was a very interesting topic and um yeah now i'm going to and our session full for the information you provided us today i'm asking the higher self to resist to where it belongs with much love and much thanks for the help and information it has been given maria today i know that our listeners are really going to appreciate it now i want all the consciousness and personality of maria to once again return and fully integrate back into the body completely <laughs>